with empty arenas and performance centers? Does the coronavirus have the wrestling world pinned? Or are we kicking out at two and a half? Well, let me tell you something, brother. We kicked out. And we're hulking up and we're dropping the leg drop of doom on the coronavirus. I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun. And this is episode 34 of the WrestleGannon Podcast, brother. Yeah! Oh, yeah! New WCW What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad is a It's only been 10 minutes. In four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey yo! Welcome everybody to another edition of the Wrestle Getting Podcast. We are rocking and rolling. We're going on week two of Corona Gaddin. Um, empty arenas, WWE's broadcasting from the Performance Center, as we saw last week on SmackDown, and into um, most of Raw, probably about half of Raw, came from the Performance Center. The other half was from the Royal Rumble. Um, AEW, full empty arena. NXT had not a damn bit of wrestling on there. But we'll get into that later. And as always, be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. Instagram at WrestleGettingPod with two Ds. Twitter at WrestleGettingPod with one D. And that is because... They can only handle one D. Facebook.com slash Podcast or Pod, one of the two. Just search Podcast on Facebook, and I'm sure you will find it. And if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, ass pics, anything like that, you can go ahead and send those to AskWrestleGeddon at gmail.com. So. Only women's asses, please. Yes, yes, no men's asses. I mean, I don't want to see no men's ass. <laughs> oh man so um that's pretty much for the housekeeping so let's uh let's jump into the news well, hotline fans i have got a hotline rumor for you the number what's the number let me call the number in the hoaxers hotline you may do so by dialing one 945 all right so uh, not a whole lot of news. Well, actually, there's a little bit of news. Not not a whole lot, but a little bit. Uh, so WrestleMania, as we all know, is still taking place on April 4th and April 5th. It is being broadcasted from the Performance Center on pay-per-view and the WWE Network. Um, like I said, it's the 4th and the 5th. Yes, you heard me correctly. So that is taking place over two nights. Um, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it too. Um, um, I we were looking earlier on the the like the match cards for both. Uh, I mean, which wasn't confirmed. Which yet. isn't confirmed. Um, I'm hoping they add a little bit more because from what we saw, it wasn't really to me a whole lot to make at least a two or three hour show on both. I'm assuming they're going to try and push for three hours both nights. That would be my guess. I hope not. Uh-huh. I mean, they could do two. I mean, I could see them doing two. I'm pretty sure that with all the regulations and stuff going around about having more than, you know, a certain amount of people in a building at a time, we're not getting either Battle Royal. We know that. Um, we'll probably get very few multi-person matches. Um, if that, if it's like a Fatal 4-Way or something like that, I'm sure that'll still take place. But um, So, really, I, I can see both shows, both nights being about two hours. Yeah. Maybe two and a half, depending on the matches. Agreed. Yeah. But even when we're looking at like the one they had for Sunday, I didn't even see that going past an hour. But that was just the garbage matches they had on there that Pretty I don't want to see. So I don't, I, I can't see them really splitting. Like Sunday's gonna be like your big night, your bigger it night needs than to Saturday. Be. So, it needs to be like the proposed card that we saw earlier had Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre on the Saturday night portion of it. I can't really see that being Saturday, more of a Sunday thing. So just kind of close off the weekend with, you know, whatever's going down, unless plans have changed and we're not going to see a Drew McIntyre title win, but we're going to see Brock retain. So why not end the week with Roman beating Goldberg for the Universal title? Because that'll be the only time Roman never gets booed. For winning a title. For winning a title. (laughs) 
Oh, man. So, but, um, you know, the biggest thing with this is, you know, I see a lot of people bitching about it, about, you know, they just need to postpone it. If we can't do it in front of a full crowd, things like that. I look at it this way. Every other sport has postponed or canceled their seasons completely for the rest of the year. WWE is still producing content and AEW, um, as we saw this week, but we don't know how, how much longer this is going to go. But as for the time being, like as long as we can get it, I say empty arena, empty performance center, whatever. Give me WrestleMania. Give me AEW in an empty arena. Let us have wrestling to enjoy, to help take our mind off of what's going on around us in the outside world. If we got to self-isolate, if we got to you know distance ourselves from you know multiple groups of people, at least let me sit here and watch wrestling and text my friends, talk in a group chat and be like, oh shit, did you just see that? Roman just speared Goldberg or Roman just hit Goldberg with a jackhammer. Oh my God. Give me that. Give me that. If I can't sit with a group of people and watch WrestleMania or hear a crowd react, at least let me react through social media and take my mind off of the craziness that's going on outside. And that's why I will always give props to Vince McMahon for having a show must go on mentality in the face of whatever is going on in the outside world. And the IWC can suck my balls. Hit me, me. Um, with that being said, too, um, Ring of Honor is actually canceled all their shows through May 31st. Uh, they said refunds will, will be issued to ticket holders. Um, expect those refunds uh, processing all of them about two to three weeks. Uh, it's kind of shitty, but when you're not as big of a company or have like a huge financial backing like WWE or AEW does, you really don't have that much of a choice. No, you really don't. But, you know, we got to do what we got to do. But um, I will say big props to Will Ospreay and Russell Talk for putting on the um, No Fans Monday event this past Monday. Uh, I got to watch a couple matches of it. I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing yet. Um, but from what I saw, it actually looked pretty entertaining. Um, and I'm actually kind of looking forward to sitting down and watching that, which you can find that on um, Russell Talk's YouTube channel. So just Google, just YouTube search Russell Talk and you should be able to find it. And it's No Fans Monday was the name of the event. Uh, coming out of the UK, so pretty awesome that they're doing that for some of these indie guys. That you know, with all the the events being canceled, you know, everybody's out of work. You know, these guys that that was their main source of income was doing these indie events, and now that's gone. So. Yep. So that's all. That's all I've got for news. You got anything? No, that's huh? it. That's all we got. Not a whole lot. All right. Well, that's it for the news then. Let's jump into the points of articulation. These are dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. WCW Power Slam Wrestlers. Figures and rings sold separately. All right. So, with every other convention being canceled, apparently Las Vegas Toy Con still happened over the weekend. Um, sweaty. Old Bill McKenna was there, the lead designer for Mattel's uh, figure line. Um, he showed off actually a few new elites, uh, which were the Freddy class, the classy Freddy Blassie elite, which looks damn near perfect. Amazing figure. Uh, the latest elite Rick Rude, which is coming out, I believe, in Elite 76 or 77. I think it's 77. Uh, we saw an OC Styles. Uh, which is uh, Styles in his new OC gear. So he's got the OC shirt, vest, uh, the red and black. So actually looking forward to that one. That's probably the uh, next Styles figure I will end up buying. Um, hopefully there will be Gallus and Anderson, either Elite or Basic pack in their um, OC gear with Gallus face paint. So hopefully those are Elite. Um, and we saw a WrestleMania Ronda Rousey with her uh, face paint and all that. So. Not too bad, but that uh, Freddie Blassie really blew the uh, the rest of them out of the water. So I'm glad they pushed him back so they could perfect it. And it's an amazing figure. Very well done. Was it because it was classy? It was classy. Super classy. You pencil neck geek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. 
we don't really talk a whole lot about our pickups. Um, I usually post a lot of social media anyway, but um, I will say I've got I've been using Macari quite a bit lately. Um, I do have coming to me the SummerSlam Elite Finn Balor um, minus the Universal Title, and I was able to get a really good deal on the Elite 75. Um, non-chase version of the hurricane so that guys that's coming to me as well in the mail but we do have in hand right now to do a live unboxing on the podcast which someone returned to our target store for some unknown reason because this figure sells for like 70 bucks second market it's another than the elite 71 adam cole baby action figure so pretty psyched about this so So we've got three sets of hands. So we got the Bay Bay fingers. We've got the undisputed era hands, and just regular set of open open hands. Um, he does come with the North American Championship, uh, which remember we did unbox the Velveteen Dream from Elite seventy. Maybe seventy two or three. That two came with the North American title as well. Um, Cole also comes with the with his uh, Adam Cole Bebe t-shirt as well. So, so. Super legit. Let him breathe. Holy shit, that just popped right in there. Super legit. Cloth <laughs> shirt, I assume. Oh, then I got these stupid... Like rubber tie things in there. It is a I, shirt. That's the one thing I hate about fucking wrestling figures. Those fucking little garbage tie things to keep them in place. Well, it's not. It's more of a anti-theft thing. Yeah, Which I guess. It's annoying. It's a little harder to get the figures out, but it's got the awesome baby hands. He's got the Velcro cloth shirts. We got the baby and the gold and silver on the tights. Looks pretty cool. We got the Adam Cole logo on the front, uh, the Undisputed Era logo on the boots, and of course the Undisputed Era wristband or armband. So pretty solid. Height scan is great. Adam Cole doing the baby. Pretty awesome figure. Pretty awesome. Awesome indeed. And of course the North American title. It was actually released with the Adam Cole figure first and then repackaged for that Velveteen Dream. The Undisputed Era hands are cool, which we saw those with the, um, I think they came with the Undisputed Era 3-pack. I think they had those hands in there. They had those hands too. Not 100% sure. I could be wrong. Um, I think they may have just had the regular, like, one open, one closed fist. I think it's cool too that like he's like he's actually showing like the expression of him saying baby. That's pretty awesome. So um my question is to Mattel, when are they gonna when are you gonna start making these belts with Velcro on them? Since the actual title belts have Velcro. Yeah, North American title, the exact same one that came with Velveteen. So, actually, pretty cool. So, that is the Elite 71 Adam Cole. Pretty awesome. Um, as soon as I get that Elite 75 Hurricane, we'll do a unboxing of that one. I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on that one, too. So, that's going to round out our news, points, articulation, all that fun stuff. Stay tuned for a brief word from our sponsor. We'll be right back with our Get in the Ring segment where we'll run down. AEW, the lack of NXT, uh, some Raw. No NWA. No NWA this week. We uh, cried a little. Dad, it was like a knife through the heart, man. No Zicky Dice. Terrible. So, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's up, WrestleGeddon Podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events, here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com 
and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com. Searching dates in a box. All right, we are back. So let's get in the ring. Wait a minute, I've got some breaking news just coming in. So let's I'm get afraid to... I've got some breaking news. Some breaking news from my man G Money. Alright, so a little bit of breaking news. Uh, we're reading while yeah. So according to John Pollock at Post Wrestling, WWE's decision as of today is to tape all Raw and SmackDown shows through to WrestleMania in the near future. If true, apart from tomorrow's SmackDown, that will feature the TV debut of one Rob Gronkowski that no one gives a fuck about. That would also include the Raw on 323, SmackDown on 327, and Raw on 330. A source also suggested that WrestleMania, which is to take place over two days on 4-5 and 4-6, would also be taped in advance for multiple locations. I think Um, I put in 4-4 and 4-5 in my earlier uh, news segment. So, scrap that. 4-5 and (laughs) 4-6. It's all good. Um. And also, apart from that, two Battle Royal matches, men's and women's, that have now been scrapped from the card, which we all already knew. WWE is still planning on having every other match, including possibly more matches that have yet to be announced. Based on that, it would appear that there will at least be some storyline progression on the above shows leading into WrestleMania, as the other option the company would have is to broadcast primarily archive footage, which is what they've been doing, and it's not been what we necessarily want, but it's fine, it's cool, it's whatever. Yeah. But um, also note too, WWE officials have not commented or released any sort of statement on this matter. So this is all pretty much just hearsay and rumor, but uh, nine times out of ten, hearsay and rumor with anything pertaining to professional wrestling and or the WWE ends up being true. So... But uh, we'll just take it as rumor for now. But it's a pretty solid, solid bet that we we do get a lot of um, uh, tape segments. Because honestly, it's the best thing that WWE can do right now. Um, instead of trying to fly everybody in to do weekly shows live every week, you get them in through the course, bring them in for a week, tape everything that they need to tape, you know, pre-tape segments, interviews, stuff like that. Get that all done from the performance center or from full sale or whatever they're doing all this stuff at and get it all knocked out of the way and then let let the talent be with their families and isolation and you know keep this virus from spreading any more than what it needs to be and we still have you know at least a month's worth of content that WWE has produced yes and honestly I think AEW could do the same they could indeed so, so yeah all right so that was a little bit of uh, some breaking news there so let's uh, get back to our regularly scheduled program um as we uh, get into the ring so we're gonna talk we got um monday night raw which eh. wasn't really much of anything um there's an edge promo at the beginning of the show which edge's promo was was straight fire like he took that no crowd like sold it everything like the crowd was there all the other stuff like dude legit drove 12 hours to be at the performance center in attendance for raw to do this promo to help further the story with him and orton that indeedy so that was that was pretty awesome uh, other than that, we basically got all of the men's Royal Rumble match. 
um, which I had already seen, so I did not need to see again. Which I showed the whole hour and a half in its entirety. Yep. Half a raw. Half a raw. So. Um, I know they had a Rey Mysterio Andrade match, which I did not get to see. I didn't get to see it either. It was not in any... I didn't get a chance to watch Raw. So, like, I tried to catch up on the, like, YouTube highlights, but apparently they, some of them had cut out that match. Oh. Um, yeah, then we had the whole Austin uh, 316-day segment. Which actually was was kind of entertaining. They had one spot in there which ended up being like the best spot of the night, where uh, Austin, you know, talking, you know, give me a hell yeah, and they scan over to the crowd, and it's like nothing, and then he does it again, and they scan to the crowd, and all of a sudden you see Saxton on his feet. He's like, hell yeah, <laughs> and Austin turns up, like, what? <laughs> and he's like, Saxton, I said, hell yeah, <laughs> fucking Byron. <laughs> Which led to Brian, uh, Byron hitting the ring and uh, getting a stunner, and a and a dick dick dick, kick. And, and he got kicked in the dick too. Unfortunately, <laughs> so I feel bad for Byron. Um, he did take the stunner like a champ, considering he hasn't been in the ring and God knows how long. But uh, yeah, uh, then after the show, we got a little uh, bonus thing on YouTube or WWE.com with the Street Profits in Austin. Um, the one thing I will say with how entertaining it was. Montez Ford did not sell the gut kick prior to the stunner, but he sold the stunner both times like a damn champ. Amazing stuff. Does he pretty much the highlights are raw? Like 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 we said, there wasn't much. Um, we didn't get NWA. Um, they just showed the they gave Cody and Nick Aldis Nick Aldis match, match in its entirety for free. Which if you haven't seen that match, it's it's a banger. Like, Banga. So, I definitely recommend checking it out. That's on the NWA's YouTube uh, channel. If you're not subscribed to NWA's YouTube channel, you definitely should be because you're missing out on great content like NWA Power, Circle Squared, so much fun stuff. Like, there's not really a bad thing that we can say about the NWA. Well, there's there's a few things that aren't all that great, but overall, it's one of the better shows of the week. Uh, then we got NXT, which was just a series of promos. Literally half the show was Gargano and Ciampa talking about their history, starting from the Cruiserweight Classic all the way up till you know now. Uh, we had like the evolution of Rhea Ripley uh, from the May Young Classic up till now, and then you know we had a little bit of a look at uh, Finn Balor's evolution as well. So it's, I mean, it was it was interesting. But it was, it's not what what I want to see when I watch NXT. Like I want to see like Keith Lee pouncing someone into the third row. Like that's what I want to see. I don't want to see promos, and which shit. would be quite amazing because there'd be no crowd, so they'd just be hitting a fucking ton of chairs and they'd be flopping <laughs> over and making a big ass noise. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be funny as hell. Yeah. <clears throat> I have to say. But uh, AEW, man, AEW took this empty arena and concept, ran with it, made it work. Made it work the best out of everything we've watched so far, to be they, quite honest. They just made it seem like, hey, you know, we know there's no crowd here, but we're still going to do what we can. Uh, just the the call to action that Cody had at the beginning of the, the show... Uh, was probably some of the best promo work that Cody's done in a long time. Um, just, just simply amazing, you know. His, you know, trying to get the elite on the same page, uh, going into blood and guts whenever you know we're going to get that because you know they kept mentioning throughout the entire show, like you know, on the next edition of Dynamite, it wasn't you know next week. As like you know, whenever the next edition of Dynamite is, you know, they didn't make any guarantees because as of right now. There are no guarantees that if there is going to be a broadcast next week or not. So we we don't know. But it was a great promo. And it was just an awesome show. Uh, Lucha Brothers took on the best friends. Uh, of course, Lucha Brothers picked up the win after um, a dick kick on Trent Beretta. Um, which led to Beretta and Chuck Taylor challenging the Lucha Brothers to a parking lot brawl. On the uh, next edition of Dynamite, be quite awesome. Looking forward to that. 
Uh, we had a women's four-way match, which pretty good wasn't bad. It was pretty um, good. There were some there were some spots in there with uh, uh, Penelope Ford and missed a couple marks, um, but she did have some some impressive stuff like a reverse Hurricane Rana on um, Statlander was pretty good. It did that was pretty fluid, but um, Sheeta like seems to be the breakout star right now for AEW. And I don't know why they're not focusing on her, but she did pick up the win on that one. So nice Very. to see her win. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like one of the best parts of AEW was like <laughs> it was MJF and Sean Spears taking bets on the matches. Like when they were doing when they had uh, Shivani out Shivani there, and like, he was talking. Are you guys to gambling? You guys gambling? He's like, no, no, we're not doing that. You guys, you want to get in on this? Okay, let's I'm like, oh my god, this is great. Oh, so it was just awesome. So, um, the cool thing that they did, which WWE should have did as well, you know, they had a lot of the roster members sitting at ringside. Uh, of course, you know, they had the faces on one side, heels on the other side. Um, so, like the heel side, you had, of course, MJF with Wardlow, Sean Spears with Blanchard. Um, at one point, Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer were out there. Um, the face side, you had QT Marshall, um, Dustin Rhodes, SU, SU was time. out there, Colt um, Cabana, Colt Cabana, which Colt Cabana made Kip Saving his bitch after that women's match. Yeah, because they're interviewing him and he said something about Penelope Ford, um, how you know she'd be a great talent if she just ditches the the loser that she's with. And I guess Sabian had heard what Cabana said, obviously, because there's no crowd. So Sabian came over, got in his face, and Colt just slapped him. <laughs> so they pushed each other a little bit, and Colt just slapped him in the face. And Sabian's just like looking at him, like, "What the hell, dude?" Because like, <laughs> you just slapped me, and Colt's just looking at him like, "Yeah, weird, right?" So, <laughs> but it was awesome. And then like Penelope Ford had to like carry Sabian back to the back. So yep. that was that was pretty cool. Uh, then we got a tag team match with the Butcher and the Blade taking on the Jurassic Express. Um, Sans Marco's stunt and the bunny. Um, apparently Marco's mom said he couldn't leave the house for fear of the coronavirus. Uh, she didn't want her baby boy to get sick. So his permission slip this week did not get signed. And he is back home in his mom's basement where he watched AW on TV just like the rest of us did. Yeah, he watched it in his little, uh, his little toy car, uh, or, uh, uh, bed with his little, uh, his race car bed, little race car bed, you know. <laughs> On his Amazon Kids tablet. <laughs> his Amazon Kids tablet, yep. <laughs> his little Amazon Kids tablet. With the screen time lock on there, so only got like 30 minutes of screen time. And he made he made sure he was in his, his favorite pajama onesie. His footy jammies. His footy jammies. <laughs> Dinosaur footy jammies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Marco Stunt. I'm still waiting for Stunt versus Hornswoggle. Make it happen, AEW. Which, speaking Make of that, it happened. Speaking of that, did you watch the um, video package they had for Lance Archer? I saw bits and pieces of it. I swear that short guy looked like Hornswoggle, maybe it's because all short people look the exact same to me, but he looked like him. And I mean, I'm not saying anything about the community. I'm not I'm trying to trying that's to get racist, in trouble. Man. I'm not trying to get in trouble. I just did it. Just looked like you know that's him if he was like 60 years old. I don't know. He looked kind of old. But, um, yeah, good stuff. Oh, what else happened? We had the debut, finally, of the Exalted One, which uh, turned out to be none other than Brody Lee, formerly known as WWE Superstar Luke Harper. I didn't, I've been saying all along that was going to be Christopher Daniels. Like, that would have been, to me, that made the most sense. I'm not mad that it's Brody Lee. Like, as much, like, I would have preferred to see him paired with Jake the Snake Roberts, but the fact that they're giving him, like, an entire stable to run instead of being, like, just a background member of a stable, I'm cool with that. Luke Harper, Luke Harper's a great, great talent, and I think he can do, do well. And like we were talking earlier, like, he really doesn't have to talk because you have um, Evil Uno, who has been showcasing his mic skills lately, and like with this whole cult gimmick and everything like that, they've kind of won me over a little more than what they have initially when they first started this whole Dark Order thing. 
with AEW. That indeed. Um, they definitely have definitely gotten a little bit better, grown on me a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's, it's still a process we got to get through. Still a bunch of dorks. Bunch of dorks. <laughs> uh, main event, we saw a six-man tag match with the Elite, uh, which is Matt Jackson, Adam Hangman Page. Sorry, Adam Handwash Page. Handwash. Get that shit right. <laughs> and Cody taking on... Uh, Pride and Powerful, and Proud and Powerful, and Jack Hager. With uh, Sammy Guevara at ringside and Chris Jericho on commentary. Yeah. So, um, Inner Circle picked up the win on this one. Um, Santana. Santana got a roll up on Matt Jackson. Um, got a great promo from Jericho at the end. Um, but one thing I had to say, Jericho had come out separate from the Inner Circle and we had some wonderful music stylings from Sammy Guevara uh, singing Judas, which was quite entertaining. It was fucking <laughs> hilarious. I was dying while I listened to this moron sing this fucking song. But damn it, they, he had to. Someone had to. Someone had to do it, and Sammy Guevara did it. Uh, so yeah, we got that end promo from Jericho, and we had the debut of Broken Matt Hardy. Yes. will be taking the place of Nick Jackson in the Blood and Guts match. So it will be a five-on-five five match with Matt Hardy joining the Elite. Thank goodness. So, psyched about that. Really psyched about that. It's going to be awesome. So, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for getting the ring this week. Usually it's one of our longer segments, but there really hasn't... Wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Not a whole about. lot of wrestling this week. So. I mean... At least we got something. That's what matters. We got something, yeah. I mean, we got a little bit from Raw. I mean, even though we got like one match out of the entire three hours, that wasn't, you know, a replay. Um, but thank, thankfully, we had AEW this week, which took full advantage of NXT not having anything on there and just went all in with, with their show. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, big props to AEW, and even big props for WWE so for still producing content, um, at least giving us something, whether it's, you know, a show of, like, promos to get fans into the show. I mean, it's if you think about it, what they did with NXT wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad thing, because with no other sports being broadcasted, you have new eyes that are looking for something to fill that void. And if they happen to come across NXT... And they see, you know, someone like Tommaso Ciampa on there or Gar- Johnny Gargano. And they, you know, see the clips of them beating the hell out of each other. They might stay and say, what the hell is this about? And they get that full background on, you know, Gargano and Ciampa. Or, you know, learn a little bit more about Finn Balor or, you know, see Rhea Ripley. Stuff like that. And then, you know, get more familiar with these. And maybe they'll come back next week to see, hey... What was this all about that I saw on Wednesday night? Let me go check that out. Oh, it's WWE. Okay, so I know they do Monday night too. So I'm going to go ahead and tune in Monday night. You know, have Monday night football. I got hockey. I got baseball. But I see, you know, wrestling is still a thing. And that might be a way to bring back old fans too that, you know, would stop watching. Like, oh, shit, you know, I can go back to watching wrestling again. So, well, big props to, to both those companies for Continuing to give us some sort of content. But even if, you know, they both get completely shut down, we still have WWE Network. We do. And Ring of Honor's Honor Club and New Japan's streaming service. So there's there's quite a few options out there still to get a, get a wrestling fix on. So We will have stuff for you regardless of what is out there for us to watch. Yeah, we've got, we've got some plans. We've got some stuff that we're brainstorming. So we've got to look some- out... Uh, we got some stuff up here. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good time. So we'll still we'll still keep you entertained. But uh, on that note, that's gonna wrap up our get in the ring segment. We're gonna take a brief break and be right back with a well brief break for a word from another sponsor, and we'll be right back with our continued celebration of Women's History Month with our look at Lisa Marie Varon, aka Victoria, aka Tara, and TNA Impact. Um, we've got Pushfire Barry, 
and weekly trivia. We unfortunately did not get any questions this week for Q&A, so there will not be a Q&A this week. But we still got some good stuff for you, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back. What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon Podcast, and I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, and we are back, and we're going to continue our celebration of Women's History Month um, with a look at Lisa Marie Varon, formerly known as Victoria in the WWE, and Tara in TNA. Um, it was by a chance encounter with WWE Hall of Famer that Lisa Marie Varon entered the world of professional wrestling. Uh, with no prior experience, she sent in a biotape and was granted an interview with WWE. Uh, she seeked out schools in the SoCal area and eventually started training at Ultimate Pro Wrestling in 2000, uh, where she developed the persona, the head bitch in charge. Uh, she would debut on WWF television as one of the Godfather's hoes, and was aptly named the head ho, um, who would also want to leave the uh, Save the Hoes campaign. Uh, flash forward a little bit until April 7th, the 2000 edition of Raw. Uh, she ended up getting put through a table, um, thus removing her from TV and current storylines, um, as the Godfather's character had changed to the Good Father after joining the right to censor. Um, she would be moved down to WWE's developmental territory in MCW, uh, where she'd be renamed Victoria. Uh, MCW would close out, she'd move to Ohio Valley Wrestling to train, and uh, be would work the ring under Queen Victoria. She returned to the now WWE because we got the F out on July 7th, 2002 edition of Sunday Night Heat and was immediately placed into a program with Trish Stratus and will go on to win her first women's championship at Survivor Series that year and won the first women's hardcore matches. Uh, Victoria would go on a feud with Trish in the 2003 and eventually losing the women's title back to Trish at WrestleMania 19 in a triple threat match that also included Jazz. Um, later in 2000, the last episode of 2003 of Sunday Night Heat, she defeated Ivory to become the number one contender. Uh, the following week on Raw, Victoria would attack Molly Holly and would begin her first run as a babyface. Her feud with Molly Holly would continue into 2004, with Victoria winning her second championship in a fatal four-way against Lita, Molly Holly, and Jazz. Uh, the feud with Molly Holly would culminate at WrestleMania 20 in one of her most probably one of her standout matches um, is the hair versus title match with Victoria retaining and of course shaving Molly's head completely bald uh, Victoria would hold the title until June of that year and lose to Trish at Bad Blood um, that would have been the last of Victoria's title reigns in the WWE she would go on to do some other things um, she gained some notoriety in a battle royal where she um, had busted Michelle McCool's nose. Um, completely accidental, um, but they kind of ran with that in a little bit of the storyline. Uh, she would go on to be in a stable with Tori Wilson and um, Candace Michelle, known as Vince's Devils. And then she would wrestle her final match in WWE in 2009, losing to Michelle McCool. Um, but after leaving WWE in 2009, she debuted in TNA later that year as Tara, uh, who had been a bodyguard to Madison Rain. Uh, she became a five-time TNA Knockouts Champion, making her a seven-time Women's Champion overall. Uh, she was also a one-time TNA Knockouts Tag Team Champion with Brooke Tessmacher, collectively known as TNT. Uh, Victoria would retire in 2019. Um, after defeating Molina to become the Masters of Ring Entertainment inaugural women's champion, which G Money and I were both in attendance for that event. Um, that was the sole purpose of me wanting to go, was to see Victoria's final match. 
Um, championship highlights, um, like I said, she's a two-time women's champion, five-time TNA Knockouts champion, one-time TNA Knockouts tag team, tag team champion, and the inaugural Masters of Ring Entertainment Women's Champion. Um, one match I'd highly recommend that you go back and watch, of course, is the hair versus title match from WrestleMania 20 and the hardcore match between her and Trish Stratus. Two standout moments. Uh, Victoria really was on the forefront of revolutionizing women's wrestling in the early 2000s. Um, really doesn't get the credit that she deserves. Definitely is Hall of Fame bound. I don't know why she keeps getting skipped over every year. Um, I mean, honestly, I would have loved to see her going this year over the Bella Twins. I don't know what's what bug is up WWE's ass about not putting her in the Hall of Fame or bringing her in last year for the WrestleMania Battles Royal, Battle Royal, for the Evolution pay-per-view, which she definitely deserved a spot on that pay-per-view. I don't care what anybody says. That's just one of those things. But that you look at Lisa Marie Barron, formerly known as Victoria and Terry. Learn a lot of shit. Looking all that up, so yeah. But uh, now it's time to get into my other favorite segment, besides the points of articulation. Push, fire, bury. Yeah. So as usual, um, we pick three. Three wrestlers at random. I'm kind of like brain farting over here. So. Man, it's fine. It's <laughs> it's late. We're tired, you know. Three wrestlers at random, which are generated by the Random Tron 5000, and our job is to pick which one we want to push, which one gets fired, and which one gets buried. I went first last week. It is your turn this week. Yes. So what are we doing? We are doing UK-born wrestlers. Nice. Male and female. Nice. I was kind of noticing a pattern here when I was looking at the Random Tron to see, like, Nick Aldis and Balor, Skrull... Yes. Becky Lynch, so. You know. Not a whole lot of women wrestlers out of the UK, and that's a bad thing. There are some. There are a a lot from. Well, not outside of like. Well, most of them are like. You know, England. Australia counts as UK, too. Well, it wasn't on my list, so. You didn't deal with it. (laughs) Deal with it. Alright, well, fire up that Random Tron 5000. Let's see who you're. uh, First pick is what this garbage thing's gonna give me that I'm gonna have to deal with because I've been getting hard ones. Number one, Marty Skrull. I've been getting really hard ones, and I don't like this shit. The villain. Number two, let's say Finn Balor. <laughs> oh, this would be good. Unless number three is like someone really crappy. Uh, number three. Oh, no dupes. We got Marty Skrull again. So run. Go, random Tron, go. Number three is... Second chance. Tyler Bate. Alright, so G-Money has to pick between push, firing, or bearing Tyler Bate, Finn Balor, or the villain, Marty Skrull. Okay. <laughs> this isn't going to be popular. And I don't care. I'm going to fire Tyler Bate. I'm going to bury Marty Skrull. Ooh. And I'm going to push Finn Bauer, even though I know he's old. Oh, wow. That, that's brutal. It's brutal. brutal. I know. I know. I know. That's how I feel. All right. So, it's my turn. Knowing you, you're going to get an easy one, because you always get an easy one. (laughs) Here we go. My first choice, my first pick from the Randalltron 5000 is no dupes. So, we run it again. I got Finn Balor. All right. So, second chance, first pick, Tegan Knox. All right. Tegan Knox. Second. No dupes. We got Tyler Bate again. 
Man, this thing sucks sometimes. <laughs> I haven't been this bad before. Uh, let's see. Next pick is Pete Dunn. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know already. It's kind of rough. Uh, third pick. Oh. oh, my God. And this is prime. This isn't like now. This is prime. prime. Oh, this is William Regal. Prime William so Regal. So, we got William Regal, Pete Dunn, who reminds me of William Regal, and Tegan Knox. That's rough. Oh, that is so rough, man. About damn time you got a hard one. Oh. What do I do? What do I do? Um... I'm going to fire Pete Dunn because I know he'll do well elsewhere. I'm going to bury Tegan Knox, and I'm going to push William Regal because he deserves it. He deserves it. Indeed. So that's it. That's what I'm doing. Pushing Regal, burying Knox, firing Dunn. That was some hard shit. That was that was a rough push-fire-bury <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh, man. So... We don't have a Q&A this week, so we're going to close things out with the weekly trivia. Which, the reason we don't have any Q&A is I'm assuming that all our fans are safely sitting into their households and have forgotten about us this week. And They're uh, not safely in their households. Half our fans are probably out fighting over toilet paper at Walmart. Toilet paper, Clorox wipes, uh, hand apparently, sanitizer. Apparently eggs are affected by coronavirus eggs. too because uh, you can't find eggs anywhere. Eggs anywhere. Uh, the bread aisle is blown out. I kid you not. There's I went no to pasta or pasta sauce down any aisle. The grocery store that I went to today after work had toilet paper but no eggs. Fucking A. I was like, are you kidding me? Our store, our Target store, had eggs but no toilet paper. Oh, we didn't have eggs by the time I left. <laughs> we had eggs this morning. <laughs> I'm sure we did. Yes. Crazy. Crazy stuff. All right, so last week's trivia question. Um, during the late 80s, George Animal Steel began bringing a raggedy puppet mascot to the ring with him. Uh, what name did he call this item? So if you knew the answer, and you knew that answer was mine, go ahead and give yourself that good old-fashioned Barry Horowitz pat on the back. You know, it's what you're off. You know, when you got a little kid and he wants something, he goes, Mine! Pretty much. Mine! <laughs> but like I said last week, you know, they made the uh, George Animal Steel Legends figure. And they actually included mine with him. And it's... I actually remember seeing that figure. Nicely displayed on my shelf with him holding mine in his hand. That's great. Love that figure. Uh, this week's question. Uh, which wrestler... Is William Regal tied for holding the European Championship the most times with? So if you think you know the answer, you can go ahead and drop that in on any social media post promoting this episode. Or you can go ahead and email us at, email us at askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com. Just throw in the subject line, episode 34, trivia answer. So that's going to that's gonna do it for us this week. Oh, I don't even have a. I don't know who I'm going to pick for song recommendation. Theme of the week. Theme of the week. Theme of the week. Theme of the week. I'm I'm highly leaning towards Bertha Fay. Bertha Fay. Bertha Fay. Yeah, we could do that. New Bertha Fay. I'm cool with it. You ever heard Bertha Fay's theme music? I haven't, <laughs> but it's fine. You know, it is what it is. Oh. You know. Uh, it's, it's Women's History Month. We did we did Hangman Page last week. We kind of deviated away from. It's my fault. I wanted history. I needed so. to do some cowboy shit. So yeah, I needed to hear it. So uh, we're gonna leave you with Bertha Faye's theme music as our theme music of the week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the Russell Gunn Podcast. It's a little shorter than previous weeks because, uh, like we said, there really wasn't a whole lot of wrestling to talk about. Um, no figure news, nothing like that. So hopefully next week we'll have a little bit more for you. We are planning something special, which we will um, announce um, on social media before the episode records next week, just to give you guys kind of a background as to what we have planned for that episode, um, just so you're kind of not lost in the shuffle when we um, start rolling into it. But then again, we'll explain everything that we're doing on the on that episode as well. Once we get to hammer out all the details and all that fun stuff. 
Um, as always, if you are listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us that five-star Frog Splash review. Um, subscribe to whatever outlet you're using to listen to us, whether it be Stitcher, um, SoundCloud. No, actually, we're not on SoundCloud. Scratch that because SoundCloud are dicks. Um, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever, what, what have you, whatever podcast app you're listening to us on, make sure you subscribe. Um, like the Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, stay up to date with everything new and exciting coming from the Russell Gatton Podcast. Um, we work retail, so we are not self-isolated. We're not quarantined. We will still be working. So we will try to post some more content to the social media outlets um, just to kind of give you guys some, some stuff to look at or some thought-provoking um, questions, things like that to interact with you all a little more to keep you a little more entertained. So we'll try to do better on our part on that while the rest of the world is self-isolating and we're stuck breaking up fights over toilet paper and eggs. Oh, my sweet Yes, indeed. <laughs> on that note, we are tapping out. I am Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Gary G. Munn. And remember, it's not even hot and there's no Hulkamaniacs here. Later, Marks. Oh, man.